Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of Off the Fair Pole. We got myself, we got Derek, we got Dyer, and we have Choppy on his way. Fucking traffic, but on his way to join us in our virtual studio tonight. We got some fun stuff to talk about today. Uh, we're going to delve into college football, of course, the week that just happened and the week that's upcoming. We are going to dive in um, to, a, to a little bit of, of NFL predictions and our fantasy and, of course, the usual baseball talk because baseball is happening. Um, and at least is a fucking popcorn-eating event right now. Mm -hmm. The Braves and the Mets are just, they're, they're going at it. But we're back. And if you guys ever need a relief pitcher, John Daly, man, he's got a fucking cannon. You guys see that clip? I did. I actually got one of the golf pros here at the Four Seasons by my house sent it to me, and that's that's amazing. You <laughs> know, he a... was here at my house practicing. Just so you know, was he? He was at my house, but he wasn't practicing. He was golfing. He was here oh. for a tournament. He used my house. Had a good party here. I will give him he, that. He seems like one of them guys who would have a uh, have a good party. He yeah. He, <laughs> I think he's known for that. A little bit he's known he's known a little bit for that uh but yeah how have you guys been this past week been good spoke? been very good got a lot of good football in there this week um did some radio shows getting getting out there doing some 105.3 the fan just to do um but yeah it's it's been it's been fun been eventful dire how about you good Man, three, I think three fantasy football drafts in the last week. So oh God, yeah. I'm all geared up, man. I, I got up on Mountain Dew, Chip. My week I, has been consumed by fantasy football and I love it. I got my uh last one done uh what did we do it yesterday? Uh so that's fun. For those of you who, who don't know, uh we do have an off the purple fantasy league. It is full. Fourteen teams. Um, of course, includes all of us except Choppy. Um, plus our champion from last year, Megan. And yeah. I think I want, I want to start off this podcast by discussing something. So in fantasy football, there's obviously a prize for the winner, and there's traditionally a, a punishment for the loser. Now, we can't punish our viewers. That's not really fair to Correct. punish right. a viewer who just wanted to be in a league with us. However, there are four of us competing in this league. <laughs> myself Derek sexy editor gnome and Dyer so Tyler obviously not being here but he you know he added to this podcast so we'll hear we'll hear this he can put his two cents in in the group chat I for one feel like there should be some sort of punishment for whichever one of us four finishes the lowest or finishes dead last we can make whatever however we want to do that but I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on it. Uh, it's going to be good. <clears throat> the only thing is I have to watch on punishments because I'm in other leagues too. Um, the league that I have with a bunch of my buddies from back home, that has a punishment that's being constructed as well. Um, and then obviously this one. And then my other buddy, the one I just finished today that people were watching on my stream before we came in here, that also has a punishment too. So I have to kind of watch because I could have to have multiple. I don't want to have multiple of the same thing. Like if it happens to be like changing the social media, you know, account pictures, stuff like that. That's something I got to keep an eye on too. Um, just because 
you know, I'm doing multiple leagues. It makes it tougher. Don't lose at your fantasy football leagues and you don't have to worry about the punishment. Correct. correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, easier said than done, but yes, correct. Derek, I'm just going to say it right now. You won this league last, you won this, your division. Well, you won your, yeah, your division last year by auto drafting. Yeah, I know. That so was like, the craziest I'm not, thing. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you should be worried, but and I, I don't think our punishment is, should be drastic because, you know, it's just four of us and it's not anything crazy. I'm like, one of us is going to finish worse than the rest of the, the rest of us. That's just, that's just it. But I don't know if we want to do something light and kind of just funny. Um, it doesn't have to be go sit in, you know, Denny's for 24 hours or anything like that. Um, and of course, not financial. But I don't like I don't like that because I don't want to put somebody at risk, you know, of right. getting sick and stuff. Because like, yeah, exactly. like, it's just the pancakes. I, I care about you. Somebody put on, because we were trying to figure out what to do for one of our other leagues. And somebody's like, oh, they shouldn't get to watch the Super Bowl. You should make them have to go somewhere where there's no TVs. I'm like, I'm not punishing somebody for that. Like, you're not going to miss out on Correct. the Super Bowl because you lost in fantasy. That's dumb. I like I the like I like the silly ones. I like the um I like the ones like you have to wear X jersey or whatever. You have to change change a name or something. Like it's it's the it's the ones that don't have any uh, what's the right word? Real consequence, but are just a little little funny. Yeah. Yeah, something I cheeky. Mean, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with those cuz I know once Ohio State weekend gets here, for me, I know that there's going to be side bets and stuff with me and Dyer. I'm sure something will happen on here. So there already is something on see. here. No, I know that. Already got the well, bet. You already got the paintball yeah, no, bet. No, I got that. But I'm saying there's going to be more. Oh, like, oh, oh. just because we say that, there's we're gonna have there's gonna be more feelings of. All right. Well, now I feel very confident in my team. Or fuck, I'm not feeling as confident. I'm a little worried. Kind of feelings. Well, I also just realized the other day. That I will be in Dallas for Maryland versus Michigan, and Tyler will be in Dallas for Nebraska versus Michigan. So Derek is just going to be collecting W's, and then you know what? I'll be in Ohio for the Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. this is this is like <laughs> this is you're just, be... you're winning out. It's not necessarily <laughs> winning out. It's just no. But gonna... you know, what? I don't mean it like that. But I'm saying like. The crazy thing is, any of those teams can beat any of those teams. That's the scary part. Like, yeah, we can sit here and say that, oh, Michigan's going to thump on Maryland or whatever. You never are. truly know. You don't know. You have a good offense. I don't truly know. Like, it's so, are, that's one thing I hate too. I know, but it's still early. Like, true. You guys got to be able to back me up on this. Like, Michigan played Colorado State. Yeah, we played Buffalo High School. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, and now granted, out of so far, all the games played, Ohio State has played the hardest game. And we'll get to that in a minute. Yes. But, but, but so, I mean, yes, that's, that's I, why I, 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 don't like, I don't like the assumptions of, yeah, man, they're so good already. Like, for instance, I know I got a lot of Texas Longhorn fans. We're talking uh, about those games today, too. And friends. And they, yeah, they played yesterday, or I mean, sorry, uh, Saturday against uh, Louisiana Monroe, and they're like, dude, we should be ranked after that. We won by so much. It's like, no, you shouldn't. You literally were five and whatever last year. You were terrible, 
And yes, you, you've got things going, but you still played nobody. So how do you think you could jump into the rankings like right now because you played fucking MacArthur High School? Well, on like, top of that, it's not happening. Texas, and we'll get into Texas in a With minute. With the dollar cause, sign. Because we, <laughs> we have to talk about Texas, Alabama. But Texas fans, to me, are like... So Texas and Nebraska are similar in some respects, whereas they both were successful on the field until about 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, right about. But the difference that I've noticed between the two fan bases, Nebraska fans are convinced that with every win, they still suck. And Texas fans are convinced they should be top 10 every year. Correct. But that's a that's that's it's, a Texas thing because yes. they do the same thing with Cowboys. I live here. I hear it. I see it. Every year it's the same things. Every year it's we're going to the Super Bowl. We're good. Um there's no and and I get it. I love it. You're passionate about your teams, but there's no true honest feelings uh as a fan of the cowboys i'm not a diehard i'm not this is not my ride or die i'm honest here with this they're gonna be good don't get me wrong they're actually i feel they're gonna win week one because i don't feel like the buccaneers are ready but they're not super bowl they're not a super bowl team that's just how i feel i mean i talked about this before grand they've got a couple teams they got to beat get past that are definitely better than them without a doubt haven't not even seen the rest of the the teams and that's the the rams and the green bay packers they're 100 percent better than them the eagles on the other hand are a scary team they are relying heavily on jalen hurts hurts to have a good year everything is dictated on him also with cowboy fans Every year, I have heard this now. I should say this. I've heard this for the past three years now. Zeke is in the best shape of his life. I've heard that multiple times. Granted, as much Maybe as I hate he's getting hated better Zeke, every year. Maybe he's getting right, in better no, shape every year. So no, therefore, he's in the best shape uh, of his life no, every year. No. And the other thing is they're saying how Dak is in the best shape of his life. So that's becoming the new motto is whoever is in the best shape of their lives. The only person that's not getting extreme hype like to the extremes, I should say, is Micah Parsons. That dude's going to be fantastic. I believe in that. But again, just like with all Texas sport or football, that's how it is. Longhorns and Cowboy fans are very similar. The hype is always way too far. So we'll see. Maybe I'm just, excuse me, maybe I'm just biased a little (laughs) bit. And Jamie, Jamie, if he's listening, is going to roll his eyes and go, of course, he brings this up again. But I sat for two years in a row and listened to every pundit say Texas is going to beat Maryland by 20 to 30 points both times. I heard how Shane Bouchel was the best quarterback of all time. How, you know, Maryland just didn't have the firepower to keep up with Texas. They didn't have a defense. They didn't have an offense. Yada, 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 yada. Texas were going to blow the doors off. And how people were saying they were, they were shocked it was a Fox game because Texas was going to be running away with it at halftime. And then Maryland was the better football team both times. Yeah. Like, the, literally the, the second play of the game, Gus Johnson calls out, Texas is back because they intercepted Maryland on a pick six. Uh, like, it, it's like, 
it's this thing with Texas, and I'm just like, one of these years are going to actually be good, and we're all going to eat our foot or our hat, foot and mouth, combining two metaphors there. But either way, until that happens, it's like, come on, yeah, you, 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 you can only say you're back so many times before it just becomes sounds a like lot a, like sounds a lot like another team in college football. Oh, dire! That's a shot's fired. When do I say that? <laughs> like every year for the past fifteen years, leading up <laughs> to last year. That I've said that Michigan's the best. They're going to maybe the not, maybe not necessarily you, but Michigan fans in general just fly off the handle when you open the open the season with four wins against the little sisters of the poor, and just think that they're just going to the national championship. Not you specifically. I was going to say, I've always been very honest with my teams. I agree. I will say that teams that, are, teams that are used to being good year in and year out, most of their fan bases tend to be that way. Yeah, but, yeah, what's, oh, yeah. but what's weird to me is the fan bases of teams who haven't been good that are like that. Like, at what point, and I don't want to pick on Texas here because they have amazing college tradition they have you know they the longhorn network is insane what they've been able to build they're able to sell out stadiums even when they suck same thing with nebraska like they've built ridiculous tradition at both those schools but how many years in a row do you have to not not be up to par with your own expectations to start to like view it realistically kind of thing i personally try to be realistic every time i've like I always don't let the hype of the first few games get to me because these are games you're supposed to win. Now, yes. after they've played, I'm going to use Michigan as an example, these other schools, these small schools, now we start playing division schools. Okay, now I can start gauging where are we at. But until then, I don't like it. And like, Last year was one of my biggest times, too, that I said, Michigan does not, after four weeks, I was like, Michigan shouldn't even be in the top 20, 25, whatever. I was like, they don't deserve to be in there. I don't want them in there yet. I want them to show that they truly belong and prove it. And the funny, and the thing is, this came up in the chat, and it's true. A lot of these small schools are being paid six, seven figures to get destroyed. And yep. what's kind of sad... They got nothing to lose. Well... Yes, but what's kind of sad about this is a lot of conferences are clamping down on that because a, a lot of teams would pad their schedules with two or three cupcake um, cupcake teams because, A, they could afford it. It was good for the small schools, and C, it was an easy three wins in, in theory. You could essentially start your season out 3-0 and and only have to win three games and make a bowl game. Mm -hmm. and that's all you had to do. But what's sad is a lot of these smaller schools depended on those games to make revenue for that year. Mm -hmm. There's a lot sure. of schools whose budget came from those teams. And I don't want to single out like he's like, I see here, like, you know, Ohio does it every year. So does fucking everyone does it. Literally yeah, everybody every, does it. Everybody, everybody does, does it. It they is, can't it just is, single them out. I can take, I, you can take Texas played LA Monroe and then they play UTSA. Look at Alabama. Like, 
Yeah, they all do it. Every, and it, Every it school makes sense. does that. It makes sense. Um, look at and Michigan were, and Appalachian State. And look what happened. And Appalachian exactly. State's a little different as now. I, as much as I hate that, yeah, they're definitely <laughs> different team, but as much as I hate that, bro, that was huge for that school. That put them on the map. And now they're good. They're, they are they're, very they're good. They're better. Like, got Michigan is playing. Hawaii is not a cupcake team. They are. They're. You know, they're, they're not, not good, what they but were. They're, they're not what they were. No, but 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 Hawaii's not getting paid for this game. They're they're legitimate. They're in a legitimate yeah, conference in a yeah. sense. Like they're not. But you're playing Colorado State and Connecticut. Like it, it's yeah. it just is what it is. Maryland's playing SMU, who's actually not terrible, but they should still win. And Charlotte and Buffalo, like that's just how this works. Yeah. But the problem is these small schools depend on this money. One hundred percent. It helps. They them. make their budget. With that game, they know they're going to get creamed. They know it. Now, do those t- players still go out and try to win? Yeah, yeah, I agree. But it's well, also especially these good these FCS schools too. I mean, that's that's huge for a school like that to have that kind of a payday. I mean, that pays for their entire athletics department for an entire season. Might have yeah. said that already, but I mean, it literally is true in in some of those cases. And it's a good tune-up for the big teams. Yes. Sure. It's a really good way for Michigan to say, Michigan's not going to know how their offensive line does against the Big Ten line playing Colorado State. They're not. What they are right. going to know is, does everyone know the playbook? They're going to handle the crowd. Handle the crowd. Is everyone on page with what we're doing? Meaning snap count, everything like that. Where's our penalties at? Because if we're getting penalized a lot against a team, an FCS team, we know that's something we got to work on. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good confidence booster. Mm-hmm. And there's been enough times that FCS teams have beaten FBS teams that teams take them a little more seriously now. Yep. And it's also a good buildup. Uh, let's take, for example, we'll talk about the games in literally a minute here, but Nebraska. Nebraska was a tale of two halves this past week. The first half. Great. Uh, other way around. This week. Well, oh, I didn't see this week's game. This week against 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 North Dakota, the it was it was four it was fourteen fourteen at half it was seven seven at half in the first half. That's not good. and then the and then Nebraska ends up winning thirty eight to seventeen. But you got a gut check because I'll guarantee you they went in that locker room saying, "Well, how the fuck are we tied with North Dakota?" Yeah, sure. It's a gut check. It happens. I, I do want to say this because I, I didn't want to leave this comment out. This is about the Cowboys again. <clears throat> Strategic said, as a diehard Cowboys fan, you know what I hate most about the Cowboys? The fans. 85% of them give the 15% of us smart ones a bad name. That kind of happens, though, with every team, though. There's always right. going to be that group. I, I think, though, what he's yeah. getting at, and I, and, I, and I get what he's saying here, is I lump the Cowboys in with the Lakers, the Yankees in the sense of fan bases. Yeah. It's a very large national fan base. And they all have historic, historic, historic histories. Historic yeah. history. Duh, of course, history is historic. But you know what I mean. Uh, the Yankees, rich of course. Rich histories. Rich histories, yes. The Yankees, of course, have, are the winningest team in baseball history. It's just what it is. The Lakers have their own history. That's, you know, the story of basketball. The, the Cowboys, same thing. You know, they have very storied histories. But what that brings is a lot of fans who don't know anything about those teams. They don't really follow those teams. They just follow winners. 
yeah. or it's the cool team to like. And that's where a lot of, I think, that terrible fan base comes from from them. But the sad thing is it's those fans that are the most outspoken, in my opinion. The fans who don't know anything about the teams are the ones, in my opinion, that tend to be the most irrational about the teams. Sure. As yeah. a fan base. Like, I grew up with the Yankees, Yankee fans. And, yeah, there were a lot of fans, Yankee fans, who would end any argument with 27 rings, bro. That's cool. You've won one in the past 30 years. Yeah, I mean, I can, like, <clears throat> I can still say it. As a Michigan fan, I say that. Oh, shit. I, I'm going to wait for Dyer for that one. But either way, it's, it, it, it's, it's that sentiment. It's 20, like, like it's, it's like, I remember when Yankees like didn't make the playoffs and their fans were like, well, 27 rings. Who gives a shit? You didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Literally. It does not matter. You did not make the playoffs. No one cares about the 27 rings. 20 of them. You won before 19, 1970. Cowboy yeah. fans, there's Cowboy fans do the same thing. There's Laker fans do the same thing. They all do it. But at the same time, because now I think we got Dyer back. Dyer, you back? Yep, back. Um, you know, this is like an argument that I have, even with Ohio State fans, is the national titles. I, I will say that. And it's funny, because just like you just said, the, the comeback is, well, you haven't won one since 97, 98. And it's like, it's still a championship, no matter what. Just like, you know... Let's say we won one this year. Michigan wins one this year, whatever. Ohio State's still going to talk shit, but yet we just got one. It's like, oh, you've won one. Well, we've won three in the past, you know, whatever, 10 years, 15 years. That, I don't like that when people do that argument. It's like, those championships don't matter or what? Because they're still there. It's still a championship. It's still something that happened. Before your next game, the most important game that matters is the one you just played. Correct. So in the case of Michigan, Ohio, Michigan, Ohio State, what matters coming up this year to Ohio State is not that they have been successful recently against Michigan. Dyer, what is Ohio State's mission this year against against Michigan? Well, it's redemption, man. You can't you lost once, you can't lose again. That's plus it. plus you want to be you want to be in that national championship picture and it's the last game of the year. Well, before the Big Ten Championship, ideally, but... And that's still, to me, is I'm pretty sure Dyer was going to say it, that game's going to matter. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I really think this year, it's really going to matter. It mattered last year. No, last I, year I, I, it was no, I know, I winner, know that. Winner, winner take all, man. But I, I understand what you're saying, though, too. You're saying, for all intents and purposes, if things go the way that we all think that they will, we're talking about two top Ten. five teams squaring off in the last game of the regular season. Potentially number two and number three. Because right. if Georgia keeps yeah. playing where they're playing, I think Georgia is the best team in football. Yeah, they, dude, they're... In, I think they're, they are the best team in football. It's like they didn't miss a beat from last no. year. Like, I, think they got, I think that Georgia team would beat last year's Georgia team. I don't know about that. We'll see. That's tough. Um, one more thing I want to talk about is before we get into scores and everything. It's brought up in my chat. Uh, 100%... Um, of true cowboy fans are, uh, and I, I am a hundred percent true fan of the Cowboys and realistic. At the same time, I always got that faith. We're going to win it all. That's the definition to me of a good fan. It's when you're realistic and you understand your team and you follow your team and you know exactly what's going on with your team. 
and yet still have confidence that you're going to win it all. The difference in that to me is uh, let's use Derek in Michigan, for example. I could go to Derek and I could, I could, I could say, I think, you know, I, I don't, I see Michigan winning it all. And Derek might go, I agree. Here's why. Not, I agree, duh, or, oh, we're just the best we're going to win, or, you know, whatever it is, or the Ohio State argument, whatever it is. It's, he has, Derek has legitimate reasons why he thinks Michigan's going to win, and they're legitimate reasons. They are well thought out facts. And if Dyer was to have a legitimate, you know, um, not that you guys don't have legitimate talks, but like if you were to have like a legitimate debate over Ohio State versus Michigan, I know that both of you are going to come with legitimate statistics and facts to back up your side. And Dyer is not going to fall back on the, well, you just have a one bro. And Derek's not going to fall back on the, well, we beat you last year, bro thing. That's the difference to me between a good fan and just the people who are just. I mean, I'll say like, I, if, you know, if we got into it, I'd be like, well, we did beat you guys. Last right. Beat your right. Ass. But I also stay away from that at a part because. What's last year is last year. What's this year is this year. You can't yeah. sit and worry about what's going on or what happened last year when you need to be focusing on what's going on this year. That's how teams get beat is it's like, well, we beat them last year. We should be able to beat it. No, that's not, that's not the case. This is a new team. There's new squad. I've given credit to Ohio State where it needed to be done. They have the best wide receiving core. They have a really good quarterback as well. So it's going to be a very interesting game. I would like to say it's going to be a low-scoring game, but for some reason, as it always has been, the defense hasn't been the main factors in these games. Except Now, granted, last year, that was probably our best defensive performance against Ohio State after they put up basically, what is it, 60 points back-to-back years? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I wrong on that, Dyer? No, I think that's on point. I mean, obviously, they didn't play in COVID, which I'm not going to lie, even if we did, they probably would have scored 1,000 points. Because we were so fucked up mentally, physically, everything. We were just garbage. And or sorry, COVID year. That's what I meant. COVID year. Um, but yeah, it that's the thing is when you're gonna put the stuff out there, you can't worry about what happened last year. Let's focus on what's going on this year. You learn from last year and yes. you look at same players who are there, you look at scheme, you look at all of that. There's no way but- I know I gave my prediction saying that Michigan's gonna beat Ohio State. But I promise you, it will not be anything like it was last year. I can guarantee that. So let's get into last week's the last week of college football. We're gonna talk about a few games. Of course, our teams are just there's just a few fun games I want to pick out um, to talk about. The first one I want to talk about. This was probably the least slash most entertaining game of the week. Everyone was talking about it. If you didn't talk about it or you didn't see it, then I don't know where where, where you guys were with this particular game. Um, but I want you guys to understand the shenanigans that happened in the Iowa Hawkeyes-South Dakota State game. Uh, that was... That was... That was fucking terrible. And I've got a friend that I played with this past year that went to Iowa. I was blowing him up. I said, are you guys serious? Are you guys pitching in the seventh inning right now? What's going on? A three to five ball game right now? That's what it was at at halftime. At fucking halftime, it was three to five. No, it was was three to three at half. They scored. Or sorry, three early in the, yeah. Sorry. 
still it, like late in the, the game though it was five to three right wasn't it yes yeah with yes. A, a couple minutes left in regulation we're looking at a five three ball game and seven points not a single touchdown the gentleman's <laughs> touchdown <laughs> Who saved like, uh, goal? that that that's that's Listen, that's Iowa nuts. Iowa is officially the safety school of the Big Ten. Yeah, they definitely are. <laughs> I want to I want to read you guys the drive chart for this game, just because it's hilarious, and it, it it's this game reads like two small high schools playing each other. <laughs> it's exactly what it reads like. Now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go All down right. the list. Dar, this is like Newark High School playing. I'm just going to go down the list. I'm just going to read the drive chart, okay? I want to get you guys' exact response to it the minute I'm done with it. All right? So. Punt, missed field goal. Punt, 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 field goal. Punt, 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 interception, field goal, end of half. Punt, 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 safety, fumble, punt, 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 safety, punt, downs, end of game. Jesus. It literally that is literally sound like you were beatboxing. Right? <laughs> I'm reading that up. That's that's just so bad. Well, the punter got his work in, so he might be getting drafted. Yeah, Pat McAfee was very happy. Can you imagine paying to see that game? No, actually I can't. Here's the worst part about this, okay? So, total yards, 120 total yards for South Dakota State. And 166 total yards for the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's it. Um, SDSU was 10 for 26. Iowa was 11 for 25 with an average of 4.4 and 3.3 and 4.4 yards per pass, um, respectively. There was only one interception the entire game. That's it. So it wasn't even like they were turning the ball over. They had 33 rush yards, South Dakota State. Iowa, a Big Ten team with corn-fed boys up front, managed 57 rushing yards. The entire game. Iowa didn't even penalize. They had two penalties for 15 yards. That's it. South Dakota State had 12 for 66. Oh, my God. Just nobody moving the ball. Less than 300 yards in the game between the two teams. Yes. That's horrendous. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) God. Total for one team between both of them. I'll bet you. Actually, I don't bet you. I know for a fact that Michigan had more yards total than that than this game had by itself. They probably uh, had more in the first did. half. Yeah. Running back had a r- pretty good day. Cade had an okay day. Don't get me wrong. Iowa's defense is, is will be probably, well, wow, bad English. Iowa's defense will probably be legit this year. They, all, they almost always are. I would say they definitely will. That shows the way that they did that. I get it. It's still nobody. What they do. got to score two, more than seven. Or we, That was their first week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nebraska's you gotta score more than game. seven. Let me see who they're playing this week. You're 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 telling me that the Iowa Hawkeyes defense could have won the game by themselves, and the defense scored four points. 
Your offense couldn't do shit. Oh, man. I was playing Iowa State in the rivalry game already. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like 21 to 19. How pissed are you if you're a South Dakota State defensive player? Like, we did our job. Yeah. You way outperformed. (laughs) Put (laughs) some points, put any points on the board, and we win the game. (laughs) Literally. You score one touchdown. No, didn't even score a touchdown. No, that's what I'm saying. That's all you have to do is score one touchdown. Uh, that's it. One. That's it. That's all you got to do. Score one. <laughs> they could have kicked the field goal and lost by one. Still had no touchdowns. God dang, that sucks. Yeah. Ugh. That's literally all you had to do. <sighs> that's literally all you had to do. Well, at least they've got a, a tougher test. We can find out a little bit more about them this <laughs> week. Uh, let's Let's move on to another... Boring game. Maryland beats Buffalo 31 to 10. The biggest takeaway for me in this game. I don't know if you guys watched this game. Probably didn't. I don't blame you. Um, The biggest takeaway for me in this game was Maryland was pretty heavily penalized in this game. There was more than their fair share of penalties that really could have been avoided. There were some what are called competitive penalties. You know, the pass interference, things like that, that could go either way, depending on your ref that you have. But yeah, th- that that game ended up Maryland ended up running away with that one, um, thirty-one to ten. Talia looked a little shaky in the first half, settled down in the second half. Did really did really well by the end of the game. Um, one thing I did not know, I one thing I did not know about Maryland that I found out while watching that game, Maryland's well, Maryland player Jacorian Bennett had five pass breaks up versus Buffalo. He has the most pass breakups since the beginning of last season in the entirety of college football. Pretty good. So for a year and a game, he and Maryland plays legitimate teams. He's able to do this against teams like Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. He's able to do this against legitimate teams. But that's beyond impressive. Um, but yeah, Maryland wins there. Nothing super crazy really in that game. It was a good, good game all in all. There's one more Maryland fact I want to talk about, a little off topic, but it's related to Maryland football. Um, I put this in the Discord. Um, but I want to talk to you guys real quick about the story of Jared Bernhardt. Are you guys familiar with this with this gentleman? I am not. No. So Jared Bernhardt was an all-American lacrosse player for Maryland. He won the national championship in Maryland in lacrosse. He won the Tuarton Award, which is the Heisman of lacrosse. He then graduated Maryland after being, I think it was a three-time All-American in lacrosse. Goes to play quarterback at Ferris State. Division two. Right? His first time playing quarterback since high school. He wins Conference Player of the Year. Wins the Division two football championship last year as a quarterback goes and walks on to the Falcons and makes the 53 man roster. Yeah. Dang. That's pretty fucking impressive. (laughs) That's very fucking impressive. That's a great resume. Not only that, the Falcons cut, I believe it was their third round pick to keep him on the roster. 
That's how good he was in, in preseason. I do that wrong. It's for the kids. Damn it. Um, yeah, that's just to be able to do that is very, very impressive. But yeah, I, just, um, I thought that was really cool. I think that that's beyond cool. I will say though, that lacrosse helmet is sick. Maryland's? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. There's football helmets like that now too. Bruce, like that, that fart is sick. Uh, let's move on to Nebraska. Actually, no. Let's do let's do Michigan. Then we'll do Nebraska. Then we'll end with the the crazy game. That I think, and then we'll talk about LSU. But um, Michigan fifty-one to seven over Colorado State. Derek, what'd you see? So for me, uh, I'm trying to pull it back up. I, I loved what I saw from the offense. Um, I definitely, again, like I said, I'm trying to pull up some of this stuff. I like this battle that we have for the quarterbacks. Um, I think that's really. It's good. That's a good thing to have. The thing that scares me the most is you've got two good quarterbacks. One of them is probably going to want to leave if he doesn't yeah. get the starting gig. And I feel if now me personally, I kind of think McCarthy is the better quarterback of the two. He's a little more versatile. But with that being said, McNamara looked really. He was good. He looked pretty good. Um, I didn't like the pick. There was some stupid decision-making. I also don't, I'm not a big fan of guys that uh, when you throw a ball, I know, I see you, buddy. When you throw a ball and a guy misses it or something happens, I don't like guys that show animation towards that person, towards whoever, like you're showing them up. I think that's bullshit. Don't do that. The guy's trying to make the play for you. It just didn't happen, okay? We all make mistakes. He was 9 of 18, Threw for 136 yards. He hasn't really been a guy that throws for a lot of yards. He has a good arm. He's very, very accurate. I will say that. Um, but I also kind of feel they probably got away from the game plan of testing out the arms. The cool thing is the competition between him and McCarthy. I thought going into this game that McNamara was going to start and play the entire game. And McCarthy was not. I was wrong. McCarthy came in in the first quarter. I got to see a little bit of him as well. So that was different. Um, Corum, obviously having another good good start to the year. Great running running back. He's, I, I'm, I'm expecting some great things from him. I, I do see a lot there. Uh, I also didn't realize that... Uh, so, oh, shit, there was multiple running backs. Sorry, I didn't even realize this that came in there. But uh, Blake did good. I was very happy with what he did uh, to that gay 76 yards, 13 attempts. That's pretty good for a college game like that. But I am very, very happy to see Ronnie bell is back with the team after a torn ACL last year. He was going to be a huge part of that team, that, uh, that offense. So to be able to have him for one more year helps big time with those guys. They have a lot of great guys out there. Uh, I, I, the defense looks sharp as always. I feel like Michigan's done very well the past few years of getting the defense right. The only thing that's has, that has sucked, and again, last year was a good sign that they actually held up against Ohio State. Usually they have a great defense, and then they get to Ohio State, and Ohio State has exposed them. This was the first time last year that they didn't. Going into this season and after watching week one, it's way too early for me to get too hype. Um, I, I do like where they're at ranking-wise. Uh, I would still keep them in the top 10, which they are. Right now. No, I know that. I, but I'm saying I would still keep them in the top 10. Not sure if I would have them in the top five. Mm. 
Uh, that's just my opinion. I'm just, I'm very hard on my teams. And this is one I'm probably the hardest on is because I expect so much out of them. But I don't feel like getting wins like this against teams you're supposed to win. There's not too much I can say. Now, granted, they blew their doors off. That was good. But seeing the defense, I'm very excited about it. I still got to wait until I see the bigger matchups and then I can really give you a true definition of where I see Michigan at. But right now, as I predict, predicted before, I still have them going undefeated. Um, and they look sharp right now. They, they, picked, off, they picked up where I, I left off. So I'm very happy with them. Great win. Going in now against Hawaii, a team that actually spreads the ball out very well. This is a team that I'll be eager to see how well the defense actually reacts to this because and we Hawaii, have a choppy. We, Hawaii will be spreading the ball out. That's what they're known for. And welcome, Mr. Choppy. I think, well, Choppy gets set up. I'll continue this. I think the one thing that I agree with you is gonna, I'm a little nervous about and watching is what happens with Cade McNamara and JJ McCarthy. I'm not sure if you saw what McNamara said after the game, Derek. Yes, yes, um, I've seen it all. He was... Very not happy with, and I, I kind of agree with him in this sense. It's almost, to me, seems like Harbaugh has his mind made up in some sense. I think his mind is with J.J. McCarthy. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that I understand what K. McNair is saying, but how's that going to affect the locker room going forward, switching quarterbacks back and forth, back and forth? One of them feels like they've been slighted. They both lead, but you got to, uh, that I don't think is going to affect the clubhouse. It's just like anybody else believing in themselves. This is a different perspective when it comes to sports. Football is a little bit different because that guy is the leader and he has to present that attitude. He has to have, I'm the best one. I'm the one that's going to lead this team. They're all, they both support both quarterbacks. I know that just from inside sources. Um, there, there's no, uh, there's no true wrong answer to this. Oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, I just I just think that it's it is not a bad how he, No, I just think it's interesting how he's handling it. Um, but he's and you got to remember too, he's a young kid. He's still, you know, learning the ways of how it's it, it's going to be. He definitely loves himself. Um, that's that's just part of being sometimes you got to be that overly cocky guy. Well, the thing is too, I mean, JJ McCarthy is a sophomore and yes. Kate McNamara is in his fourth year. He's gone after this year. Yes. So if you're looking at forwarding your team, it makes sense to go with J.J. McCarthy. Yes. It just makes sense that he, if he plays, I don't even know if he has to outplay Cade McNamara, but I think if he's within 99% of Cade McNamara, it makes sense that he would get the bulk of the snaps because he will be your number one going forward over the next two, one to two years. And like I said, in all honesty, J.J. McCarthy is the better quarterback, in my opinion, than Cade. He can throw farther. He can run. That's the big, that's the big plus between those two is he can run. Cade cannot. Cade is a, and I'm not comparing him, so when I say this, that's, this is not the comparison, but Cade is more of a Tom Brady stay in the pocket, whereas J.J. McCarthy is more of a... Uh, who's a good... Pat Mahomes style. He can throw, he can run, and he can run and throw. Let's move on to the final Big Ten game before we jump to the SEC and get Choppy's take on Tennessee and what's going on there. The game that everyone was watching, Ohio State-Notre Dame. 
crazy game. <clears throat> crazy game. Uh, I think it's safe to say Notre Dame came out and punched Ohio State in the face a little early on. Dyer, you were drunk in the first quarter. What do you think? <laughs> I was very drunk in the first quarter and the last quarter. So I tell you, it, it was kind of it was exactly like I said it was going to go. Quite honestly, if Ohio State didn't come out and smack them in the mouth um, quick and take control of the game, it was going to be a dogfight. And they came out and scored, but um, they didn't really establish that air of dominance uh, early in the game. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba getting hurt early in the game was also a big factor. You know, you take him off the field and one less huge thing to worry about. So, you know, it, it was it was tough. It was exactly that. I think I would have liked to see them run the ball a little bit more earlier in the in the game. They didn't establish the run until the second half, and I think that was the difference. They controlled the game in the second half um, and and really involved Williams, uh, which was a nice surprise. You know, having that two-headed running attack was not something that I was particularly expecting, but it was definitely something that was, that was helpful. Um, but yeah, that, that first half was... Not necessarily frustrating in any other sense that that they didn't run the ball very much. Um, I was a little bit surprised at how much difficulty they had throwing the ball. Um, you know, didn't top 300 yards in the game, which, you know, you take that for granted, but they're a team that throws the ball a lot, so you kind of you come to expect that. Notre Dame surprised me a little bit, uh, a little bit on defense early in the game. Um, looked pretty strong. They looked very strong throughout the game, quite frankly, on defense. But Ohio State tightened it up and and really answered the call in the second half, not allowing any points, and that was the difference in the game. Controlling the ball in the second half and 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 adjusting the game plan to what it needed to be. I think the the big thing here is Notre Dame not scoring at all in the second half at all. Mm -hmm. Ohio State clamped down, but also how much of that is Notre Dame not being able to run? They had 76 total yards in the entire game, which, in my opinion, a top-ranked team should be able to get more than 76 yards. Now, the question is, did Notre Dame deserve to be number five? That's the... Which I don't think they did. Uh, I think you brought up a good point about the passing with Ohio State, but for me as well... Notre Dame averaged 9.8 yards per catch against Ohio State. So I think, against this could be interesting to see what happens when you get a seasoned quarterback against Ohio State, what happens there with the passing game. But there's sure. no one running on this team. There's no one running on Ohio State this year. That atmosphere played a huge factor, too. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, where did the Notre Dame coach, where did the Notre Dame coach coach before? He was, it wasn't he an internal in house. Yeah. yeah. And they were very happy about that. The, the players were lobbying for him. Well, they talked about, I saw one of the stats saying that he was somewhere else and he's turned the defense around since becoming defensive coordinator or whatever it was. He had dropped down uh, their points per game beforehand by a lot. Like I'm making this part up because I can't remember what the numbers were, but it was like they were averaging 28 points per game and he dropped it down to 18 or 17 or something like that. Well, he was their, he was their defensive coordinator up until last year. Um, but 
he, so he was, maybe it he, was wherever he was before. He was an in-house hire. He was the one being groomed for the next step up from the get-go. Okay. Well, I, I just I just remember seeing something like that. But I still I hate when Notre Dame gets in the top five when they haven't really done anything yet. Like they continue to still be overhyped every single year, like the Cowboys. <laughs> there but, let's. Let's jump to Choppy's team. Choppy, Tennessee just took care of business. 59 to 10. Those final 10 points in Ball State coming in the third and fourth quarter, respectively. This game is over at half. Did you watch the game? Any thoughts on it? Uh, can we hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, we, we can. can. Yes. Uh, I did. I watched a little bit of it. I had, a, I had some, what I have? A, I had something going on with the kids. Oh, there's some kind of back to school night or. Oh, one of them. S- some crap like that that kind of cut into the first half but i mean look they played ball state they were 35 point favor they were going to win that game by 40 points or more and you know i I think the bigger surprise is uh that they're actually a favorite against Pitt this week by by a touchdown that that's a a road game uh and i'm stunned by that i didn't think that they were going to be favored in this game at all uh but obviously they impressed enough people defensively they improved from last year but what can you tell they played ball state you know, it's not like uh, you know Ohio State playing Notre Dame. You can you can you can you can get something for that. Even Georgia playing Oregon, you can get something from that game. I don't know what you get from playing Ball State in terms of you know looking towards the future and and what they may have accomplished and what they may have gotten better at. They've got a good quarterback. Hooker's a good player. Um, they are a fast-paced team, dude. Holy cow! They're they're they're, they're, they're they snap the ball. I saw them snap the ball. Complete the pass, get to the line of scrimmage, and in less than five seconds they had snapped it again. Were they were they getting rid of the or snapping the ball quicker than that guy was taking his uh, shot from the outside the green in the golf tournament you were watching? Oh my god, <laughs> that was awful. I had to throw that out there. Sorry that you you brought back a nightmare for me. That, that was, was Sam Bennett. His name is Burn. I will remember him. I will remember him. <laughs> Because of that, this 10 waggle, just, uh, it, it was a, it was an abuse of power. That's what it was. It was an abuse of my viewing power. He had the power knowing that I was going to sit there and watch this and he abused it. He abused me. Sam Bennett abused me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> carry on. Sorry. I didn't mean to sidetrack you there. Let's hear more <sighs> about very sidetracked. Um, no, but now it's now it's about Pitt. Now now it's about figuring out if the defense actually is better, uh, because you know pick and score. Uh, you know Keaton Slovis, their quarterback, and he's a transfer from USC. Uh, it's, it's not like they're breaking in some freshman. Uh, you know now that Kenny Pickett's gone, they're breaking in a quarterback that that was playing last year. Uh, they or did lose the receiver though. They did lose the receiver. Yeah, Jordan Addison, right? Yeah, they did lose yeah. him. Uh, he went to SC. They kind of just they traded. They traded the quarterback for the receiver, right? So, well, I, th- I think the receiver's making a little more money though. I would think so too. I think I, I think I, I think SC has more, more cash. Yeah, um, I, I think that the, I think he's getting paid a, <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, I'm I'm actually I'm actually kind of excited about this year. I mean, like they've got it's an even year, so they've got a majority of their games at home. Uh, Florida's at home. Uh, um, I think I think Bama's at home. Uh, other than that, you know, they got they'll have I think they've got Georgia on the road, LSU on the road. 
I mean, they uh, could win nine, yep. ten games. I mean, if they, they're going to lose to – they're definitely going to lose to Bama, and they're definitely going to lose to Georgia. The Florida game is the X factor. Yeah, they got Florida at home, at Pitt, at Georgia, home against Bama, at South Carolina. Home against Missouri. Yeah. Does Missouri count? Yeah, because they're, really. they, can, they can throw the ball. They always – that's – when it comes to if you want to bet on a game, Missouri always covers the over. Do they? Yes. Really? Same thing with 90, I'd say even 95% of all Big 12 games. They don't have defense. No, they no. cover. They cover the over. I'm going to check that out. I might have to start placing some bets on that one then. Keep an eye on. I'm telling you, keep an eye on. Yeah. The big one, the big one you want to really want to take a, a look at for sure is definitely Big 12. A lot of the Big 12 games yeah. they don't cover. So the uh, they don't cover defense? the over? Or I mean, sorry, they cover the over. I, yeah, because they don't defense. Correct. I mean, so keep those in mind. Out there. West Coast isn't defense at all. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, the last game I really want to talk about before we get into next week and predictions um, for our teams and, of course, Texas, because we have to talk about that one for the Rupp brothers. That's the game of the week, for sure. Um, Florida State LSU was one of three or four absolute barn burners this week coming down to the final play. We had how many games? What, four games all came down to the final play? It was all like the same time, too. It was a great week to start the week of college football. Phenomenal. That makes sense. Uh. Florida State wins it 24 to 23. Toppy, we'll let you talk about this one a little bit because the LSU, of course, being in the SEC. Well, I want to say one. Well, okay. I'll wait till you. Before you get to the main thing that happens, let me take over there for a second because it's some crazy shit that happened for me. Well, there's a lot here. Um, first of all, Mike Norvell of Florida State, the coach, he, he had a, that was a fireable offense for what he did at the goal line there on third down. Mm-hmm. Who does a toss in that position? Like, not wrong. Right? You're not wrong. Put it the full, put it in that running back's stomach and run it into the end zone or sneak it, right? You, you got you got you got a mobile quarterback, sneak it. To do what he did there, I mean, they deserve to lose that game. Um, LSU did a nice job making a little comeback. 99 yards. Wait, somebody said Jason Garrett. What's that? Somebody said Jason Garrett would do something like that. Yeah, Jason Garrett might do something like that. (laughs) When you go 99 yards on a team, you just prove they can't stop you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't understand the extra point there. Um, There's no time on the clock. Why get you you have a 50-50... Not even a 50-50. Two-point conversions get converted at about 60% of the time. Yeah, it's you, have a 60%, you have a 60% chance to go win the game right there. You pick your best two-point conversion play or your best short goal line distance play, and you go with it. You don't kick the extra point and go for the tie and then give them the football back. You just finish the game. It's, you know. Have faith in your offensive line. Have faith in your quarterback. Have faith in your running back. Show your players that you trust them. 
I don't feel like that guy was actually in the end zone. I felt like the game was over. Or, sorry, not in the end zone, out of bounds. Because I always thought if you're, you are down wherever your knee hits or an arm, whatever, any piece of body, and he was not out of bounds. And he was touched before getting out of bounds. So I felt like he was probably out of bounds. <laughs> I mean, sorry, not in, uh, out of bounds. Um, that was the first thing that threw me off. When they reviewed so you're that. You're talking so about the game time play? or what? what yeah. No, before the game time play. To give them the one extra play. Oh. Remember, he was, he was uh, tripped up. or, or he tri- Yeah, he tripped on his, on his own feet trying to hurry up and get out of bounds to stop the clock. And when he went, he, his knee, I think, is what it was. It hit first. Uh-huh. But half of, like, his, the football was maybe outside the, the, the lines, out of bounds. Like, half of his body was in, half of his body was out. Right. And I thought it was always, except for going into the end zone, wherever you hit the ground is where you were down. Yeah, it, I'm trying to remember the play. I thought college always ruled on where the ball was when you were down. If that's what it was, then yes, I'm, that was I'm, the right I'm call. I'm pretty sure that college is, I, I don't know the NFL. I don't follow the NFL rules as much. I'm pretty sure college is its spot of ball when you, when you are down. But again, yeah, it's, it's uh, just, you know, once you're down, you're down in college. Correct. Right. No, yeah. There's right. no touch. Correct. But it's, it's where your the ball is, is where they tend to spot it. Yeah, that's correct. where the, the ball yeah. should be placed at the bottom right. of the ball when the player is downed. So, like, if you're outstretched, Derek, and, and, and you can extend the ball out another yard and a half from where your knee's down, they'll spot the ball where the ball right. lands. That's yeah. why, okay, so okay, so then, yes, they got the call right. Now, going into after they got the touchdown, as Choppy was talking about, I was literally sitting on my stream playing uh, Fortnite, I think, or whatever. Yeah, I was, with uh, Head and a couple other guys, Snag and Baron. And I literally said, because I was watching this game, I was like, we can't play anymore. I want to see this ending because this is fucking nuts. I said, as soon as they scored, don't get too hyped. They're going to fucking miss this kill, this kick. They're going to fuck it up somehow, some way. They're not going for it. Because I, I had the same mentality that Choppy was talking about. Go for the win. You, you yeah. just proved your point. Like, you're way too dominant right now. You have so we much have momentum. momentum. Let's fucking go. Yeah. And they went for the field goal and sure. Know enough, your team, man. Know your team. Just as I said it too. I said it right before I said they're not making this field goal. I can I can feel it. And they got blocked or tipped and then yep. it hits the pole. It's gutless. That's gutless, dude. Like know your team. Have faith in your team. You want to win over your players? Tell them, show them in front of the whole world that you've got faith in them when you don't even know them. You got this the is ball. his first game. Yeah. God. Yeah, just go for it. I mean, go what, for the win. And that's it. What's the worst that happens? You, you don't get it? You, don't, you miss the extra yeah, point, too. Like, it's not... Like, yeah. You know. Well, the good thing about college, there is no tie. So for Correct. Chum saying fuck a tie, there's no tie. They don't do that. So that's good. That's something the NFL needs to incorporate. I'm tired of these yeah. tie ball game bullshit, participation trophies, dumb <laughs> shit. But that was... That was an incredible game. And it's still, to me, even if you, you, you go for two and you don't get it, 
you still look like a great team. Like, hey, they showed a lot of great things. It's not going to truly hurt them when it comes to ranking. Now, granted, they weren't ranked, so it's not going to hurt. You're going to keep yourself somewhat close. Well, I think yeah, Choppy, it, too, made a good point, though, about the fact that it was his first game as the coach. Um, you got to give him kind of the, a lot of credit if he would have made that call in that situation to go for two. I think that there's a lot less second guessing that might happen if they would have done that because you can see where he's coming from and, and making an effort to kind of make that big splash. And kicking the extra point there just feels too safe. Yeah. yeah. It feels it's like a losing effort, safe, man. Loser's mentality. And what happened? They lost. They lost. They lost. Yeah. Um, before we end the college football segment, I want to go down just all of our teams, give you guys predictions for next week, and of course, Texas, Alabama, because that game is the game next week. Uh, we'll start with Tennessee, because I think that's the game we're going to have the most kind of interesting back and forth with. Uh, Tennessee, of course, goes up to Pittsburgh. Um, Pitt, still, still ranked. Uh, Pittsburgh is still ranked. So it's ranked game for both teams. ABC. 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Choppy will let you go first, and then the rest of us will go. Or right now, just for the knowledge, uh, Tennessee predicted to win at 54.1% uh, with an over-under of 66.5 and a six-point spread. Choppy, what do you think? I am taking the over in this one. That, that seems like a, a relatively easy over. Uh, these Both these teams, you know, Pitt put up almost 40. Tennessee put up almost 60. Uh, this seems like an, like an easy, uh, easy over. Um, I do think Tennessee wins. I think you know, Pitt won last year in Knoxville. I think that Tennessee, there's a better team. They have a new quarterback compared to who they had last, last year. They had uh, Holland's old quarterback. Milton. Quarterback. Quarterback Dude of that one. Cannon. That? Joe Milton had a cannon. Yes. But yep. Man, he could not hit shit if he wanted to, but he could throw the fuck out of that ball. Dude. Most majestic incompletions I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he threw Absolutely. magnificent Bullets. balls to nobody. Yes. Like they were glorious, but they didn't. He was, he was playing with ghost men out there. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I mean, he overthrew literally everyone. Um, such a monster human being, too. Oh, he's huge. Just enormous. Uh, so that is. I, I, I look I, So Hooker's a better player. Um, he barely makes any mistakes. I think last year smart. he threw three picks all year. Um, he's a smart quarterback. Yeah, he's a very smart quarterback. So I, I think Tennessee wins this game. I think the over hits as well. What is it? Do you know? I can't pull that up. It doesn't 66 have it and a half. 66 and a half. Wow. With a six point spread. Yeah. Wow. Seems low. It, the over seems a little low. Yes. I feel like this could be a shootout. I think this could be a shootout. They're they might hit 66 and a half by the end of the third. The prediction for the game, the score, 59 to 38. Yeah, that's already the over. Like, wow. Yeah. All right, so Choppy, you're going with Tennessee. We'll just real quick the rest of us. Uh, Derek? Oh, my God. Michigan, Hawaii. Well, Tennessee well, first. Gonna... Oh, Sorry. I, I thought we were just going to let him do it, and then I do mine. I just want to okay. get your take on it. I want not, not I, I agree with who you, who you taking here. 
I agree with him. And in this case, too, I would still probably, which, Choppy, are you going to come over for some college football or what? I could maybe get talked into that. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, But the, um, yeah, I I mean, I don't know enough about either team, to be honest. In this, I would ride it out with, with Chop's opinion. He's, He's very honest when it comes to the predictions. Um, so I, I definitely, I'm with him on that. I think that Tennessee is definitely the team. I, I got them winning by at least two touchdowns. I also do agree the quarterback situation that they have there now is way better than what it was last year. Um, so I, I expect to see another high scoring game. And after reading the stats here of what they're predicting, I definitely think Tennessee is going to run away with it. Dyer. How about you? Firstly, just want to say with everything you described about Joe Milton, if Al Davis was still alive, he would have selected him with their first pick in last year's draft. Second of all, I'm going to go with Tennessee, but I like Pitt plus six, still taking the over. High scoring game, close game, Tennessee comes out on top. I'm also going to go with Tennessee, even though last week I did say Pitt could be a hiccup game for them, I still think it's a game that Pitt could win. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a shootout. Kind of agree with what everyone else is saying there. I think it's a close game, though. I think it's I think it's a three I think it's three to five point game at the end of the day. I think at the end of the day, it's just gonna be who just scores last. And I think that's really gonna be it with that game. I don't think there's really too much. I think it's gonna be a f- exciting games on ABC. I'm definitely yeah, gonna we'll watch it. it. There's really not much else going on next week. But let's move on to game number two. Michigan hosts Hawaii. Uh, 99.7% chance of winning. Yep. Wow. Any, anywho. Um, 51 point spread. And here's the funny part, Chop. You're going to laugh about this one. The over-under is 67. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. It's I, I, higher. It, it's, yes, it is half a point higher. Wow. Derek, the floor is yours. Uh, I, I see this one being a no contest at all. This, to me, is going to be more of a test of the defense, not the offense. The offense is going to throw up the numbers. J.J. McCarthy, this is where I think he's going to shine. This is where he earns to be the starting quarterback is this game. He's going to go off both on his feet and with his arm. He's going to run. I'm going to say he runs for 60 yards. I don't want it to be something crazy, but I say 60 yards rushing, good for him. Uh, and then he throws for, I'm going to say 250, um, which will be better than what uh, Cade has done so far in his. Uh, we're getting a tour of the house over here. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. It was funny. Um, but <laughs> I think also Corum is going to have a really good game too. <sighs> it's the defense. It's just like I've said before. The thing that worries me is... Hawaii is all about spread offense. They don't have any kind of running game. No. Never have. I don't ever expect that they would surprise a lot of people if they did. But I think that's going to be the big test is let's see how our cornerbacks and safeties and linebackers handle this defense. Hawaii's also on their uh Hawaii's on a on a split game. They had two home games in a row and now they're flying across the world to Michigan. Yeah, that's and then, that's then they fly back crazy. home to then they fly back home to play Decane. So they're, they're world travelers right there. <laughs> and the, uh, it's crazy too. The the prediction is fifty one to thirteen, pretty much fourteen. We can round it up. 
Coffee, any thoughts on this uh, very competitive game? The Michigan Hawaii game? Yeah. Uh, I, super competitive. It's super competitive. There are, there are, here's my thought on it. If college football, college football's biggest problem is games like this, games like Tennessee Ball State, games like, you know, Alabama versus, you know, Georgia Southern, UTEP, uh, UTEP whatever. Uh, it, it's the last week. The average margin of victory, week one of the of the college football season, was twenty eight points. That'd be and than that's week. with that, uh, among teams were among games where one team was in the top twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, this is bad for the sport, man. Like it's just you know it's really bad, and and there will come a point where it's just the SEC and the Big Ten is the only two conferences because they're now thirty teams apiece. Uh, but you're still going to get games like this, dude. The point spread between for games, you know, the Ohio State and Notre Dame game, two versus five, was three times as large as the point spread for number seven versus an unranked Florida team. Mm-hmm. So the gap between two and five is bigger than the gap between seven and an unranked team. That's that's stupid. It's terrible. That's, that's no. very bad. It's so bad. We were talking about this earlier. That the only reason these games really continue is because this is literally the financial lifeblood for a lot of these FCS schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make three hundred thousand dollars playing Alabama, that is your budget for the year. You've made Man. your football budget. That's like we said before too. You can get some serious exposure. Appalachian State beating Michigan that opened up the door. ODU too, and yeah, uh, uh, ODU too. Ode, Ode, ODU went from an FCS school to a relatively competitive FBS school. Now they're not gonna blow the doors off of Michigan ever, but they will. What they're doing. Yeah, well, no one should be surprised about that after how Virginia Tech lost to Maryland no, last I year. Know. I know. Anyway, um, Dyer, your take on this game, real quick. Uh, did we say is there a spread on this, or did they just make the fifty-one? Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Um, or fifty-one and a half, actually. ESPN has I mean, it at fifty-one. That's where I'm at right now. I like I like Hawaii plus fifty-one. Just because it's hard to beat anybody by 51, you kind of have to try, and I don't think that they're going to go out there and run the score up. I think Michigan's going to score a lot of points. I think Hawaii's going to get some on the board. I don't like them to score more than maybe, I don't know, 14, 17 tops. Um, But they're not going to stop Michigan at all. Uh, So definitely take the over in this one. Uh, But I also like Hawaii with uh, with the points. I'm the opposite of you. I think Michigan is going to cover the spread and more. I think the reason is exactly what Derek said earlier. You got two quarterbacks competing to win. One of them is not happy how the last game went and being pulled. Uh, not pulled, but subbed out. Pulled. And then, yeah, yeah. Subbed out and then losing the start for this game. I think you see two quarterbacks are just going to put on a fucking show and they're both happy to be on the same team. Back to that real quick before you go to the next one. It is shitty though. Now thinking about it, he did make the comment about being pulled when he knew or that he's not starting when he knew going into this, that Kate starting one JJ starting the other, and they're going to make the decision after. So, and and to be fair, and and to be fair, I kind of think that neither one's really a fair test. Neither game's really a, yeah, well, overly fair test. I think it is because they're both shit. Yeah, but you're not playing a defense. Still got to go out and complete your passes. Yes. Hey, can I derail us for a second? Have you all seen the Padres City Connect jerseys? Yes. yes. 
Dude, it looks like a bad World Baseball Classic uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really do. They really do. This is like a Puerto Rico style jersey. They're more of like the, those nickname jerseys. Oh, the, uh, God, yeah. the players, players, players weekend, weekend or whatever. Jerseys, when they yeah. were good. Not before yeah. they went to white and black because white and black's boring. They've they fucked that on all up. It's yeah. Yeah, this well, is like Miami Vice met the World Baseball Classic. It's a colorblind jersey. It's a wrong, yeah. It's the wrong color. It's just a I don't get it. It's whatever. Uh let's but. do editor editor Tyler's team. Let's talk about Nebraska real quick and Scott for our second to last game. Um <laughs> Nebraska versus the Georgia Southern the Georgia Southern Eagles. Nebraska only an 84% chance of winning this game. I think they're going to win this game. Over under 63 with the 23 and a half point spread in favor of Nebraska, obviously. Um, I'll let you guys talk quickly about it, but my thoughts are Nebraska's going to win. It's going to be really ugly because that's just Nebraska football. And it's just going to be another one of those fake wins for Nebraska where at the end of the day, it's not going to matter. Do you think that he really gets fired? Yes. Uh, October 1st, he's gone. Yeah. Why October 1st? His buyout cuts by 50% on October 1st from 15 million to seven. Big jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got I, somewhere I, his uh, contract. <laughs> For me, going into this game, I, I just don't. I have zero faith now after watching two straight piss poor, piss poor performances by Nebraska. I don't see this being crazy blowout. I do see them getting uh 23 i got them getting 21 points instead the spread is 23 i don't see them covering i see them only having a lead by 21 the way that they've been playing i would hope to god there's some higher expectations the game will hit the over of 63 but they 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 don't cover the spread man how is that spread 63 that over under how is it just three points less than Tennessee Pitt? I don't get it, dude. The only reason that I would say it's that way is because of how bad Nebraska has been. And Georgia They're Southern a... beat Morgan State 59 to 7. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely offense on both sides, no defense. This is becoming Nebraska has continued the Big 12 motto, aka actually the UCF motto no defense. I think we're going to have to send uh, Tyler a case of beer for this game because I. There's a chance that Nebraska don't win this one. If ne- man, if Nebraska doesn't win this one, do they just eat the 15 million? Yes. Is he just gone if they don't beat Georgia Southern? Uh, <laughs> or do they give him Oklahoma and then kick him to the curb after Oklahoma? Yeah, I'm gonna say here you got Oklahoma and that's it. I think but, they give him okay. Oklahoma because they know at that point they're not gonna win anyway. So what does it matter? Yeah. yeah. It would be and the most the Nebraska thing, thing in the world though to to lose to Georgia Southern than beat Oklahoma. That's what I was getting ready to say. What if he does? <laughs> Do you keep him? No, he's gone. No. Absolutely gone. Even if he beats Oklahoma. Yeah, he's gone. Gone. He is he is as much as our editor, and I agree with him, thought that Adrian Martinez was the curse of Nebraska. Looking back on the at it and at this season, I think you're a curse of Nebraska, Scott Frost. Yes and no. I agree with you, but also Martinez was not that good of a quarterback. I'm not saying Martinez is good, but what's changed? You don't got Martinez anymore. Yeah, new quarterback, but you're still bad. Yeah. Uh, the, the defense Chop- is worse, but yeah. Choppy, any, any thoughts on this? On Scott Frost's second to last game? I am. I mean, look, I love 
I love the contract knowledge that this is basically that his his contract cuts in half his buyout. You know, you ever notice how some coaches will leave a Chip Kelly, perfect example, had a great thing in Oregon. Oregon decided to go to the NFL. Can't he can't he can't duplicate it at UCLA. Sometimes you're just a fit at a certain spot. And Scott Frost seems like to be that guy. Like he built UCF and um they basically are nothing. You know, they've become nothing again. Uh he went to Nebraska and he couldn't capitalize on it. Like he couldn't do the same thing there. Maybe it's because it was in a different complete region of the country and you know, you just can't recruit in Nebraska. They've got problems as an organ as as a as as a school or or a program because you're not getting kids from South Florida to go there anymore. No. Nope. Yep. They they don't want to go there. They don't have to go there. They don't want to go there. Um I, I think that's you know, there's you know, Miami and and you know, they they were down. I think Miami can come back. There's a lot of schools that have been down. I think they can come back. I think Nebraska is the one that can't come back. I think unless they make one or two coaching hires, I think there's one or two guys who can save them, and we'll save that talk for when they they get Urban. Yeah, yeah, if they get Urban Meyer, if I'm Nebraska, give me Urban Meyer. There you go. There's thank you, thank you. We'll talk about that when actually fire Scott Frost because there's a few names out there, but (laughs) there's about five names floating out there. One of them. I'm sorry, I'm off of Urban Meyer. Urban, hey, Urban will kick their butts into shape. That's for sure. I get it. He's he's (laughs) he he is a good coach. I'm not gonna say he's not. But I, I hate him because of the stupid fucking excuses. Here's my question. And I don't want to talk about this too long because I want to save this for when they actually fire him. But I'm just going to ask this right now because we're all here. Urban Meyer has baggage. Does Nebraska give a flying fuck? Well, no. You have to win. You got you're, you're to win city, yesterday. Your city, your state, Lincoln and Nebraska itself, they, that is pro football to them that is life football nebraska football exactly urban meyer is a piece of shit human being he's made some terrible decisions he's he's done some fucked up things as a college football coach i don't think nebraska will give a fuck if they about that though if they can land them as as d bennett says here winning trumps all it's a fact choppy i'll just ask you this straight out and then i want to ask dyer the same thing then i'll move on Urban Meyer goes to Nebraska. How many years before he's in the Big Ten championship game? Uh, okay. Um, r- remind me, are they in the same division? They're as... in the West right now. Oh. Yeah. So, so who's their biggest comp? Who's, their, who's the best team in the West? Wisconsin, Wisconsin probably. But we don't know or with UCLA Iowa. and USC coming in next year oh. or two years how they're going to do that. Yeah. But either way, still talking to Urban Meyer here. USC is going to be in the West division. His track record yeah. says two years he's there. Um, difference is at Ohio State and at Florida when he got there, they already had talent. athletes. Talent was there, yeah. They do. They have, don't they have, have some decent talent in Nebraska. It's not the good. Not thing like that. They don't. Portal. No transfer portal plays big into if yes. it's still going by then. Yeah, transfer portal would. I would say three years. I think two years a little bit, a little bit uh, ambitious. I think three. Dyer, what do you think? I think two years. Two years was what I was thinking even before Chop said that. Um, Still my thunder on that one. But you're right. You're exactly right. Urban Meyer, the transfer factor is huge. Um, He's going to be able to 
also help get some more money in the player's hands too. It's, it's just all, it, he's a salesman. He's a good X's and O's guy. People, people buy Urban Meyer though, unless you're in the NFL, but it's exactly what it is. He, he, everywhere, everywhere he goes in college, he wins. He's never yeah. had a bad year in college, really. Um, it's what it is. Two years. Especially at a place like Nebraska where you've still got boosters that are willing to do what needs to be done to... Oh, they'll back uh, a fucking dump truck it, up yeah. to him. Sure. Whatever he wants, they'll write the check. Uh, Maryland, Charlotte, nothing really to see here. Maryland's 92% chance of winning this game. Uh, over under 65 and a half spread of 27. Um, I got Maryland winning this one. I don't think they cover the over just because there's Talia still kind of figuring some things out. And there's a lot of penalties with Maryland right now. I still think they win this one pretty comfortably. Spread of 27 sounds about right. I'm more on the lines of 21 ish in this game, but this should be another pretty easy win for Maryland at the end of the day. They've, they've, they played well. Their defense is better. Uh, this year, um, I'm giving Maryland winning big. Do you guys have any thoughts, Jerem? But this is a nothing game, really. Yeah, Maryland Maryland runs away with this big time. Yeah, there's no contest on this. Yep. It is an away game. It is at Charlotte, which is which weird. Is weird. Yeah, I got to give them credit for going to it though. Yeah, you don't see that, you don't see power five out. schools making that trip very often. No, that's gonna be a sold out crowd too. Yep it's it's a good it's a good thing for recruiting too. It's a very sold-out crowd of 86,000, 8,600 people. Yeah, but you're able to recruit in Charlotte. You get those kids down there, and you're able to say, you know, which is still decent. It's not so far, but it extends Maryland's brand. And you're right, Choppy. A lot of big power five schools don't do that. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. Uh, you know, Vatech, give them credit. They did it to Old Dominion last week. They got they beat. lost. Yep. Old they, Dominion. They got their locker room. They, they got their locker Stole room too. Yeah. Yes, they did. Uh, let's go to the final nothing game before we talk about the big one. Uh, Ohio State versus Arkansas State Red Wolves. Ohio State, 98.4% chance of winning. 68.5 point over under. So, again, a little bit weird numbers here. Uh, 44.5 point spread. So, they're saying that Arkansas will find a way to score 20-plus points on Ohio State. Um, Dyer, your thoughts? No, I, and again, I think this is another situation where I like Arkansas State and the points simply because I don't think Ohio State's going to run it up. Um, I mean, 63 points is a lot of damn points to score, even if the other, the other team doesn't score any. You know, I, they're going to come out and probably be up 28, 31 to nothing or three or seven at the half and then come out and and run the ball four out of five times in the second half. So, you know, I, I like Ohio State, obviously, to run away with it. I think C.J. Stroud is out. If he's still in the game in the fourth quarter, I don't know why. So it, we're looking at a situation where they run away with it, realistically speaking, probably in the high 40s, low 50s. And if Arkansas State gets into double digits, it's only 10. Will you be watching this game die or at 12 p.m. Eastern on the Big Ten Network? Yeah, I'll have it on. Um, I, I probably won't be paying much attention. 
Uh, I'll probably be cleaning up around the house or something. This is one of those games you have on in the background and you watch, you know, the first quarter. You sit on the couch, watch the first quarter, crack a beer or two, and then, you know, by the time your team goes up by three scores, you're you just have it on while you're putzing around the house doing other things. You guys got anything on this game or uh I root this? against Butch Jones every chance I can. That's fair. And that is the Arkansas State coach. Uh, and he doesn't beat top 25 teams. He doesn't come close to top 25 teams. And he won't come close to this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this. I think Ohio State finds their groove big time with Stroud and their wide receiver cores. Uh, I, I just think uh, you'll see them check out of the game by the third quarter. Something weird I just discovered here. The Maryland versus Charlotte game. Um, this game is going to be on stadium. Oh, yeah? On yeah, stadium? Charlotte owns the media rights because it's at Charlotte. That's right. So what does that mean, be... on stadium? You've never heard of stadium? No. Stadium is a free internet sports channel that plays the most obscure games and the most weird throwback games that you'll ever see in your life. Like, if you were to go to one of your smart TVs and go to, like, the live TV that's built into those televisions, Stadium is one of those channels. It was one of the only preloaded apps on my first-generation Apple TV. Really? Yep. Yeah. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Let's go to the last big game, and then if you guys have any other games we want to touch on, we can. Alabama, Texas. It is the big noon kickoff, 12 p.m. Eastern on Fox. This game probably should be a night game, but Fox can do what Fox wants. Uh, Alabama, 81% chance of winning this game. It is a six and a half over under with a 20-point spread favor for Alabama, obviously. Uh, let's start with the SEC expert here. Choppy, are they back? Is Texas, Texas back? back? I'm going to say no, Texas is not back. Um, yo, Quinn Ewers, I think he got a lot of, I think he got some grief last week. He did not perform as poorly as I think a lot of Longhorn fans, mm -hmm. uh, were saying he did. Uh, I think he got a little bit too much flack, uh, for his game. It was, look, it was his first start in college. So give him a, give him a little bit of a break. Um, but they ain't back They're They're back enough to, um, you know, maybe get ranked, uh, but they're not back enough to beat Alabama. This is a different, I know the place is going to be rocking. I know it's going to be a loud environment. Dude, they might get run out of that building by three touchdowns. I've got Alabama putting Texas on their back and just beating the absolute brakes off of them. <laughs> no I mean, loop they, is going straight in. They, they are just right in there, not even just getting it ready. They're just going straight in, dry as can be, tight as can <laughs> be, hurting. Um, but no, I, I uh, Alabama's too good. Um, I think Quinn's going to get exposed big time to a really good defense. Um, I actually think we might see three picks from Quinn. Um, I think Texas fans will start uh, panicking after seeing that. This will be good for, for Texas, but I do see them losing this game, and I see them losing. They, Alabama has a thing. They don't cover very well uh, on the spread. And that's why I feel this one is going to be a 16 to a 19 point win. Spread's only 20. 
I know. That's but they still won't cover. I promise you. It's it's very consistent with Alabama every time they play against teams like this in this situation, which better teams than Texas, they never cover. They're probably one of the worst teams when it comes to covering. Dyer, what do you think? Uh, I think Alabama's going to cover this one sheer for the sheer fact that I think Texas is going to struggle to put points on the board. Uh, like you said, you were just going to get exposed. It's a tough, and to be fair too, I don't care how big of a prospect you are, it's tough to go out there as a, a 19-year-old quarterback and have your second start be against the best team in the country and probably the best program in the last uh, – what in the last 10 years, probably the best run any programs ever had in college football history. So, and one of the the greatest defensive minds in college football history and Nick Saban. So he's set up for failure with all those things said, anybody would be in his same situation. So I don't know if it's really fair to, to call him out after losing this game. Cause it's a foregone conclusion that I think that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think I think Alabama covers this one. I don't think it's a close game. Uh, I don't think it's a huge blowout because again, Saban's not going to want to show too much once he gets that lead. He'll he'll make sure that there's no doubt, but he's also not going to go out there and run the score up. Alabama does this interesting thing against a lot of teams where they just don't score a lot in the first in the first quarter. And they, if you look at most of Alabama's games over the past year. There's been some exceptions, but a lot of their games, they've scored seven, three, seven, or 10 points in the first quarter, and that's it. In some cases, zero. And then they do this thing where they give teams like Texas hope. They give teams like Florida hope. Um, you give teams like Tennessee hope. Stop. You remember that game last year? Um, Tennessee was winning in the first quarter, at the end of the first quarter, quarter last year. Yeah, I remember that. And and then Alabama does this thing where they just kind of turn the dial up a little bit. Yeah. Each quarter. And the next quarter, they score two, they score two or three touchdowns. You go, okay, we're only down two scores. It's all right. Then halftime comes. Then the third quarter comes. They turn that dial a little bit more. Next thing you know, it's 45 to 10. Yeah. You 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 have to you you have to play mistake-free football. And you gotta score 21 in the first quarter. And you gotta score in the first quarter. And then and then the other thing is Alabama has to make a ton of mistakes. Yes. And they will. That's how you beat them. Don't make the, mistakes. And the thing is with Alabama, it's it's this thing where I could see Texas getting an early lead in this game. I could see Texas being up 7-3 to three or 14-7, to seven, something like that. And I could see that stadium being rowdy and rocky. I can see Twitter going already. I can see, you know, this whole Texas is back mantra again. And then at the end, by the end of the day, Alabama wins by 21. I just think that Choppy's right. Everyone's right. They're too good. Six Saban's too good of a football coach. I think that this becomes a, we're slowly just going to start barbecuing you a little bit by the end of the game. Just, it's not competitive. They're just well, going to wear too, them down. Those points, everything you talked about with how those games go and how it seems like they're starting off slow and then they just slowly pull away as the game goes on. That's coaching right there. That's all it is. You've got what I'm going to do and what I think you're going to do, but now you reevaluate as the game goes on what's what's actually happening in the game, what's working for you, what's not. You make those adjustments, what's working against you and what's not. You make adjustments against that, and now suddenly you've got a better game plan, and it's on the other team 
to adjust to your adjustments. So many college coaches don't do well with that. Yeah. So many coaches in general, really. I mean, that's a tough thing to do. In-game adjustments are not easy. They're not easy to find and make, and they're even more difficult, especially for college-age players, to to be able to execute because you haven't practiced it all week. So are we all taking uh, Alabama here? Oh, yeah. yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah Alabama. I, I don't... I, I I don't I don't see it happening. Um, it just it just I think Texas is gonna get a rude awakening. Other than that, really not too many big games next week. Next week is that kind of lull week for most teams out there. You got Tennessee, Pittsburgh, obviously. Kentucky versus Florida is gonna be an interesting game to keep an eye on. Um, that's at Florida. Kentucky's been good the last few years, and Baylor BYU. Other than that, it's pretty. It's a pretty. Go out and do something slate this this week. Um, excuse me. Wow, little beer burp. We're gonna stick with football. But we're gonna move to the professional leagues, and of course, we're gonna start with our fantasy league. We're gonna play a little game. Um, we're gonna play a little <laughs> game. Choppy, we got a little game for you. All right, and we're gonna ask this you to do. Good. So, in a minute, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to text you each one of our fantasy teams. Myself, Derek. Dyer and Gnome. We want you to take a look at them. Give us your expert opinion on them. We're not telling you which team is whose. So you're not going to know which team is which team. I'm just going to actually send them in the group chat. Um, so we want you to take a look at them. Give us your opinion. Before we do that, Dyer, give Choppy a rundown on the league so he understands what this league is and what to look for and everything like that. So Choppy, what we got here is a 14-team league, so we're, we're pretty heavy yeah. on teams. Um, so when you're looking at rosters and you see some guys in starting lineups that may not seem to make sense in a fantasy football standpoint, just remember that the player pool started to get pretty thin at about round 10. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so we've got that. We also, for a very similar reason, because with that many teams, the defense uh, pool would be would be pretty watered down, and so we went with individual defensive players. Um, we went with one defensive lineman, one defensive back, one linebacker, and uh, an essentially a, a defensive flex player. So one for anybody. That's the the starting lineup breakdown. Everything else is standard outside of that, as far as the way the roster is constructed. Oh my God! The I I I'm I'm looking at the first team here. I can't believe you got the defensive players throw me off. I've never done. I've never seen this before. Yeah, and and the way the scoring is too, it's done so that the defensive players individually don't really score a whole lot, but together they kind of. They're along the same lines of scoring uh, of what a team defense might be, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, oh. I'll quickly read off just the starters. Not going to worry about the bench reading off, but just so those listening on Spotify can know what the team is. Um, just going on a line, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, running back Aaron Jones, running back Saquon Barkley, wide receivers Justin Jefferson, and then Juju. And then Juju. Tight end Kyle Pitts with a flex to Miles Sanders. We got Termaine. Edmonds, TJ Watt, and Jeremy Chin, and Lejavius Sneed running up the defense, and Dustin Hopkins as the kicker. Choppy, your takeaway for this team? 
Oh, uh, that is a weak quarterback. I don't know who decided that one. Um, that, that you could have gotten like the for the the fact that there are thirteen guys. Like, did this person wait until the final round because every backup would have been taken for other teams as well? Now, keep like, in mind they do have Deshaun Watson on the on 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 the bench. Yeah, but that's I mean you'll get him for three weeks of the season. Yes. More than that, but yeah. I mean, assuming you made the playoffs, like if you don't make the playoffs, I mean you're done by week fourteen. Are right? you done by then? The regular season is the regular season's week 14, yeah. 15, oh, yeah. 16. And uh, uh yeah, you're right. Fantasy. I'm thinking of regular season in real life. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're so, 16, you're, you're playoffs. Yeah, that's an interesting pick. Um, uh, I like I like the receiver. Um Hmm. I'm a big fan of Aaron Jones, big fan of Pitts, man. This this is this is not a very good team. Oh, that's brutal. I'm sorry to whoever this is. We'll let you know once we finish. I will send right. you team two now. I'll read off team two as it comes in. Uh so Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. You have Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift in your running back positions, DJ Moore and Terry. Can't even see that last name. Uh, Terry McLaren. I can't ever say his fucking name. And wide <laughs> receivers, George Kittle and Rashad Penny in the tight end and flex position. CJ Mosley, Nick Bosa, Javon Holland, uh, Eric Hendricks as your defensive players, Justin Tucker as your kicker. Notable bench players is going to be Baker Mayfield um, as a backup quarterback and. Rondell Moore and Isaiah Pacheco. All right, this team's better. Um, I like the quarterback better. I like the running backs a lot. Uh, the receivers are okay. Uh, they're not great, but you know that, that's a really good flex player as well. Uh, and of course, Kittle. You, you know, there's a difference between the haves and the have-nots at tight end. I like this team an awful lot. I really do. Again, as you'll see, you'll see some really interesting names um, just because. Well, 14 round, you know, 14 teams is 14 teams. That's that was the wild part. Third team on its way now, going down this one here. Joe Burrow takes the reins at quarterback. Uh, James, James Connor and Josh Jacobs in running back positions. Cooper Cup, Mike Evans at wide receiver, Darren Walker and your tight end. Kareem Hunt is your flex. You have Christian Kirksey, Von Miller, Jordan Poyer, and Denzel Ward are going to be your defensive team. Greg Joseph is your kicker. Um, notable bench players, Justin Fields is on the bench, Sky Moore and Rashad Bateman. Um, the running backs are not as great. You know, the wide receivers are much better. I love the Kareem Hunt. I'm a huge fan of Kareem Hunt. I think he's a great, um, I think he's a great uh, fantasy player. Uh, I'm gonna guess this is uh, I'm gonna guess this is Derek's team. Um, only because he drafted Kareem Hunt. But uh, what about Baker oh, Darren Mayfield? Darren Waller's a good player. Team. What's that? You have Baker Mayfield on the other team. You could have picked that one too. But you don't like Baker Mayfield anymore. <laughs> I'm always going to have Baker's back. Yeah, I know. Baker Christ. Pulling for him, bro. <laughs> Baker That's Christ, right. Bro. Wide receivers are fantastic on this team. Uh, I, I, I think this is. Uh, I think the second team's better. We're just not going to talk about the first team. The first team was terrible. <laughs> and and the final team. <laughs> final team of the four. 
Tough crowd. Um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback, Derek Henry and David Montgomery are your running backs. Jalen Waddell and Hunter Renfro at wide receiver. David Njoku and Alan Lazard are going to be your tight end at a flex. Jack Thompson, Sam Hubbard, Jamal Adams, and Cleo Mack are your defensive players. Matt Gay as your kicker. Notable bench players. Um, you're going to have Devontae Smith, Tony Pollard, and Tyler Higby, among others, on the bench. All right. This might be my favorite one. You got a very high pick in Henry. Montgomery's a good player. Uh, I, I picked Alan Lazard in basically every league that I did. I think Alan Lazard's going to have a hell of a year. He's the new number one there in Green Bay, or at least he's going to be fighting for it. Um, the only problem, that you're going to get sacks from Khalil Mack. Um, I love Renfro. I like Njoku. The only thing you're not going to get is any kind of thing from Jamal Adams because he's going to get interceptions. Other than that, oh, Mahomes. Yeah, this this team, this is my favorite team right now. So do you have a guess as to whose team is whose? One through four. All right, I'm going to guess. Uh, who, who are my, who, who are the four? It's it's you. Derek. Dyer. Dyer. And, and our and, editor, Gnome. And editor, Gnome. All right. Gnome's a Nebraska fan. He's a Nebraska fan. Okay, they don't have anybody in Nebraska. NFL, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Dominican Sue was not drafted this year. No. Probably going to get some flack in the group chat with no minutes to this one. I love it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to guess team one. Hmm. I'm not going to tell you until you're right. If you're right, until you, until you say them all. Because I don't want to influence you in any way. Man, I have a feeling that team one, Um, I, I, I could picture this being Dyers and him just getting more and more pissed off as the draft goes on because nothing's falling to him. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, team two. Team two is... Uh... No, team two is Derek. Okay. The Baker Mayfield thing. Team three. Team three is... I think that's I think that's gnome. Okay. And then you're four. So <laughs> how did Choppy do? Absolutely terrible. <laughs> oh man. So team one was our good sexy editor gnome. Who was also the first overall pick and missed his pick. But you still got Jonathan Taylor, right? Uh, uh no. No. Uh, Who did Justin, you take number one? Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's terrible. Uh, team two was yours truly. All right. Uh, team three. Hold on. Was... I want to say that real quick. The Baker Mayfield thing, I knew that was going to sucker you in. It did. But there's everybody that was talked about at the end of each team was a brownie for the well, most part. Also, three out of the four teams. Also, side note here when we were drafting. So I got I got Aaron Rodgers early, just betting on him this year. And it was literally late in draft, and I saw that Baker Mayfield was still available. And I was like, I kind of just gotta snag him just because just for the just for the laughs. And I snagged him. And then Derek, right after I said him, he goes, Who the 
fuck took Baker Mayfield? <laughs> you were feeling a little dangerous, weren't you? Oh, I was. I might play in week one. I might play in week one. Come back. Strategy, story. Cotton. Team three. Team three was Mr. Holland. No, team three was not Mr. Holland. Oh, was team three Mr. Dyer? Yes. Yes, team three Mr. Dyer, team four. Sorry, I read that wrong. It was Mr. Holland. I read that. I actually have it listed correctly. I had the fucking team that uh, Choppy loved. Yeah. And again, don't forget, I'm terrible at fantasy football, so what do I know? Well, I can tell you right now that you know which team is really good, and that was my team. So just just so just so you have this choppy just because it's a little bit funny um the predictions in the league have us ranked as myself coming in second overall Derek coming in third overall a dire coming in fourth overall and gnome coming in sixth overall that's the predictions as of right now for espn yeah, that's the early predictions hmm how how accurate are they? The ESPN predictions? Say, yeah. It's hard to tell because I go by last year's point projections. Oh. So it's just what they did last year plus whatever They're their rating system tells them this year. Yeah. So things can get a little skewed with ESPN. It, it'll get more accurate in, in, by week four or five once it's had time to actually analyze everything thing about this league that's going to be a huge cluster is is once we get into the meat of the schedule when people start getting hurt and we start getting into bye weeks because there is nobody on the waiver wire no yeah, there's, there's there's not shit there 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 is absolutely nobody. no not a 14 team league in a 14 team league you got no help coming no you've no, got you guys you've never heard of coming and one of those guys who you never heard of is going to be really good for somebody yeah, that's usually how that works. There'll be one random, random dude that just goes off and everyone goes, I what? Hello? The one thing that Choppy was right about, and I've done this with every single one of my leagues so far that I've been in, and I've been able to snake him every single time was Lazard. To me, I think the dude is going to go off this year. He, he is like Chop said, he's the number one. Rogers loves throwing to him to begin with. Yeah. He used him a lot last year. That was a huge pickup for me last year. He helped a lot. So I think that's a, that's a big game changer with him from my team. It stands out. Yeah, I got I got him in every league too. I I, I loved him. Uh, I think he's gonna have a huge year. Rogers needs to throw somebody. Rogers gonna find somebody. He made a start at Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams was. I mean, I didn't realize how long he'd been in the league. Uh, and and Rogers was was a was a big part of why he succeeded um obviously his own talent helped but so did rogers yep. i think rogers finds alan lazard and, and makes him a star i agree so before we move on to our final very quick topic here because we're trying to keep this under two hours um for no sake choppy so your prediction is going to be in order of who finishes first to last of the group of us it'll be derek myself dyer gnome correct yes yes that's correct and are you waiting to hear an explanation in the group chat from Gnome about his draft? Um, yeah, I, I do want to see. I, I do. I do want to see exactly what the hell he was thinking there. <laughs> the thought process there. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to come explain himself. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna require a written statement. I, I want that. I want a written statement on on what happened. 
Oh, God. Um, we don't have a ton of time left because we're trying to keep this short. So next week, we'll really do a deeper dive on the NFL. But before, but the NFL does start this week, so there's two quick things I do want to talk about. One, I'm still an NFL free agent. I do not have a team that I support. You guys have this week to think of a team to convince me to follow. And we'll do that next podcast. Why don't oh, we, uh, we could still actually right now, because it's two major teams. We got the Browns and we got the Cowboys. You're a Cowboys fan, correct, Chop? Well, I don't have to. You can you can nominate me for any t- any team. Like it well, doesn't have no, to be well, one I, of I, your guys. Are you? Is that your team, Chop? Is that who you? Yeah, I mean, I don't really watch anybody else. I, mean, I grew up a. I, I as a kid, I was a Browns fan, and then when they moved, I started rooting for the Jets. Oh yeah, that's um, right. But yeah, I, I root for the Cowboys now. That's who I root for. So I say let's let's get uh, let's hear the thoughts of those games. Let's you know we'll start right out the gate with. Actually, that's the bigger game, so we'll go with uh, uh, the Browns and Carolina first. The revenge game. The revenge game it is. I actually, I'm not nervous about this. This game, I do feel very confident. Uh, The Browns will win this. Um, Again, I predict the Browns to win nine games this year for sure. Um, I actually, in in my mind, I've got it down to 10. I think they get 10 10 wins um, just because that offensive line is so good. The Browns uh, are favored by a point and a half. I think uh, Baker will have a decent day. I think he throws two picks, um, but I, I, I see him getting a couple touchdowns. I also see him being very cocky, like he did when Hugh Jackson left and went to Cincinnati. Uh, he was over there taunting with him too. So I could see him doing some of that shit, but also I kind of don't because I think he does still respect like the the coaching staff and and the players that are there because they were with him. So I don't see him doing too much, but I do see him getting a little tempted to do some things out there. I think Brissett has a really good game, and I do love this. Chubb and uh, Hunt will definitely go off. They will definitely have a great game. I don't see Carolina's defense matching up well with this running offense. And I see Miles Garrett getting two sacks for sure off of Baker Christ. Oh... Wow. Hello, Browns fan. Dyer, what you got? I agree. I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be a relatively close game. It could come down to the last possession. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Browns up by, you know, four or five points, put the ball in Baker's hands and make him go down to, you know, make him have to go down and score a touchdown to win the game. And he does something like throw a pick in the end zone or something as time expires. Um, It's going to be chippy. I think, I don't think it's going to be disrespectful, but Baker's definitely going to be chippy. There's going to be a moment where, you know, he, he gives Stefanski a look or something. There's going to be, there's going to be something there. I don't think it's going to be, any outright jawing or uh, any gestures or anything like that, because at the end of the day, Stefanski stuck with him last year for the whole year when he didn't have to. Uh, so I think there's a, a lot of fun there, but there'll be some fun with the sidelines, fun in quotations, you know, bordering on uh, bordering on uh, a chippiness, if you will. Uh, the, the running game for the Browns is going to be big. I think they're going to have a big day. I agree with you on that one, Derek. Um, Brissett is going to do enough. He's not going to make any any big mistakes, I don't think, to cost them the game. He's going to manage the game and let the, the running game do what they need to do. 
The defense is going to be huge. It's going to come up big. Going to need some big plays out of the secondary. And I think those big plays are going to come from the defensive line being in Baker's face all day long. Um, I agree with you. I think maybe two sacks from Miles and maybe two from somebody else or two other ones from, uh, you know, a linebacker sprinkled across the defense and uh, pressure all day long. Baker's not going to have any time. Choppy, who you got in this one? You know, I think Carolina. Hmm. I think Carolina. Um, I don't I don't hate Baker Mayfield. I think Baker still has something. Um I think the Browns got rid of him because they found a way to get to Sean Watson. Um he played hurt for them last year. Mm-hmm. Very hurt. And it hurt his chances, I think, of getting a better job. Agree hundred um, percent. But um, you know, the Browns are no doubt of a better roster. But they are deficient at quarterback, I think, in Jacoby Brissett. He's he's an okay player. Um, this is, there is one thing that Baker Mayfield cares about, and that is beating who he thinks wronged him. That's all he cares about. That's literally he, what he wakes up and it motivates, it, it gets him through the day. So I, uh, I think Cleveland wins. I think it's a close one. I think they win. I'm sorry. I, I said Carolina wins. I say you said Carolina. Okay. Yeah, it's Carolina. All right, and then we've got the Sunday night game before we talk about the Monday night game as another revenge tour. Um, Tampa Bay at Dallas. Uh, For me, and I know this is going to be more of Chop's coverage. They've been talking about this already with the radio, so he's going to have plenty to shit on this. I personally think Dallas gets over the hump this time and wins this game. Um, I, I don't think Brady is where he needs to be i feel like they do get a nice good comfortable lead um but then dallas ends up finally like always playing from behind but actually finishes the job and gets this one done wow wow okay okay um i think i think tampa wins it um the cowboys defense is good but it's, it's gonna regress um but um they're not going to lead the league in takeover takeaways and defensive points again. So like it, it, it'll be a, it's going to rely a lot on the offense and that's going to be a problem when you've got, you're breaking a new left tackle, you're breaking in, um, you know, a new right tackle, essentially you're breaking a new left guard. Um, so there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues. And of course you only got one receiver. So I think Tampa wins this game. Tampa, 62.4% chance of winning, according to ESPN. Dalton Schultz has a game. Yeah. Dyer, any thoughts? Yeah, I like uh, I like Dallas here, too. Um, I think Tampa Bay has got a lot going on. Um, they do have a very good secondary, which could pose for some problem pose some problems for the the Cowboys and their their wide receiving situation, you know, double up on CD, shut him down and who else are you going to get the ball to? But I think that their running game is dynamic enough to at least be able to open things up a little bit and you know, that defense is fantastic. 
Um, I don't know. Tom Brady's got to start regressing at some point. It's just, it has to happen. Uh, and who knows, maybe he starts out a little bit slow this year. Um, I don't think he's going to have Godwin. He's got plenty of other weapons, but Leonard Fournette, you know, who's he, who's he going to be? Uh, so there's a couple of question marks right there. I, I, I just like Dallas, um, I think, in a close game. Erps, anything? Well, yeah, you're still you're learning, so we're gonna do the recruiting here. Yeah, there's gonna be like I understand. I understand football. I have never been an NFL fan. Not not. I shouldn't say fan. I've ne I haven't ever had a team. My dad grew up in Pittsburgh, so obviously he grew up a Steelers fan. Um, my mom's family didn't really watch football. I grew up at a college house, so all college sports, everything like that. I also grew up in the tri-state area, so Choppy, you know how that is here. I'm surrounded oh, yeah. by. Jets, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys. Yeah. Um, All right. You want you, you want me to pick a team for you? I, I got a team. Oh, you got a team for me? Now I have two teams. Question: Are you? Do you want to be like? Do you want to be a like kind of just pick the you know be a bandwagoner or do you want to be forever disappointed? See, I'm already forever. I'm already a Mets Mets Devils Maryland fan. Then go on brand. You got to stay on brand. You got to be forever disappointed. Your team but, is the Chargers. The Chargers. <laughs> Damn. The, the Chargers are a, the got a great quarterback, and <laughs> they, they are the Dallas Cowboys of the AFC. They forever disappoint. They will always underachieve. No one will ever call you a bandwagoner because there's no <laughs> such thing as a Charger fan. Um, that's the team. And ever and ever so often they have to do really well. That's like yeah. yeah. And the other have. team you can go to is Denver. Denver's always competitive. Mm. They'll occasionally throw a Super Bowl out there at you, um, but it's a great fan base, uh, the, and and it's you, you you'll get a lot of games on TV. So I think Denver and the Chargers are the two teams to go with. So I like the Denver pick for you. So here's here's what we'll do. I, I think here's what we'll do. I like this. So we have Denver and Chargers, Cleveland Di and Dallas. You want to add Cleveland Dallas in there too? Mm -hmm. So here's what. Here's what, here's, what, here's what we'll do. We'll put this up on our Twitter on our Twitter page as a poll. We'll let it run for a few days. And then whichever one wins is the one that I'll become a diehard fan of for this year. <laughs> I like that. Well, let's hit the Monday night game. This is another revenge tour game for Russell Wilson taking on the Seattle Seahawks. I see this being absolutely a disaster for the Seahawks. I don't see this going very well. I see Russell and the crew taking off. They've got a strong... I mean, I think Russell's going to have a really good year. I really do. He's going to bounce back, have a very, very strong year. I mean, Javante Williams, another great running back. And then you got Jerry Judy, who I think is definitely going to have a big year too. So I expect these guys run away with this. Uh, I don't. I, I just feel the Seahawks yep. aren't ready for, for Denver by any means. And on top of that... Once, uh, oh shit! What's his damn name? The coach for Seattle, um, Pete Carroll. Yeah. Pete Carroll made the comment that he has two number one quarterbacks in Seattle with Geno Smith and fucking Drew Locke. <laughs> you lost everybody there. You you lost everybody. Oh yeah, they, everybody. They're getting embarrassed. That's done. You you've lost the clubhouse. You've lost everything. 
that game is done. It's a wa- it's going to be a bad Monday night football game to watch. Yeah, no doubt. Blowout. It's uh it's a blowout. This is a blowout blowout. I can't believe they put this on Monday night football. Seattle's yeah. terrible. Um you know, there's that story that Seattle thought Russell was washed, but um, yeah, Russell's got something left, and Denver's a good team. This game, mm-hmm. this, this is not even going to be a contest. Yep. Call discount tire. We've got a blowout. So it could be uh, Terps' future team getting a big win here. We'll see. Yes, that's could what I, it could be one. Could um, be. Dyer, you got a thought on this team or this game? It could be. I, I, I love the call out with Jerry Judy, because I, I couldn't agree with that more. I feel like he's the kind of player, he's got all the physical tools. He's kind of had the dropsies a little bit since he's been in the league, but who's been throwing him the ball? So you put a guy like Russell Wilson out there for him, who's going to put the ball in his hands um, and, and elevate his game, a la Aaron Rodgers, what he does with guys. I think that uh, you're really going to see a big leap forward for Jerry Judy. Chop, like you said, Denver, a very good team, just really missing that piece at quarterback to become a contender, and obviously now they have it. Seattle, on the other hand, lost a huge piece and really didn't fill it. Um, You know, DK Metcalf is a a fantastic physical specimen, but a wide receiver is only as good as the guy throwing the ball to him, and we saw, um, you know, we're going to see him struggle this year, you know, when you're, you're... your best offensive player is Rashad Penny. I think they're going to walk out of the stadium with their mouth feeling like a dirty penny because they're going to get waxed. I like that, Dyer. Mm-hmm. I like that. So this whole so what we'll do this week is we'll put those four teams up on our Twitter poll tomorrow morning and let you guys decide for me. Um, do I have to buy a jersey? 100%. Yep. If you say you're going to be a diehard fan, you have to go all out. For, for the year. I'll do it. I'll buy your jersey. I'll put it that way because okay. <laughs> I, I want to see that. And I honestly, like, I'm not going to lie. The teams that you've picked all have pretty good uniforms. Well, I also, I, I want the people to help me pick here because I have no ties to any of those teams. You personally. will here in a minute. I, well, right. Next you week, I will. Have it, have it set until Friday. Friday afternoon, so we can order you a jersey to be ready for Sunday night football. For the, okay. okay. From a so, purely aesthetic style standpoint. Wait, this Friday or next Friday? This Friday. So one day, because it is Friday. Well, well it's Thursday. Get, are we going to get enough votes by then? Yeah, we, I'll, I'm going to retweet it as well. We'll, we'll, get, okay. we'll get it out there. Put it on Instagram, too. All right, so we'll do it by... So the votes will be in... We'll close it tomorrow, tomorrow, or Friday. We'll close it Friday. Close it Friday. That will be my team for the year. And then next year, we'll see where we go from there. I think this is going to be fun. It will definitely be fun. It will be fun. And uh, we'll, we'll see what, where the sway comes in here. We'll see if Derek puts any Brown sway on this. We'll see if Choppy puts any Charger sway or Denver sway on this. I think this will be fun. I'll get, I'll, I'll get to learn a whole new team. I'll actually have a reason to watch games on Sunday. Um, but NFL Sunday tickets are already well used in my house, so we'll continue that. We'll continue that trend. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Anything else you guys want to throw out there? Uh, uh yeah. Welcome back, Choppy. One thing. Oh, yeah. Um, we've missed you. I hate traffic. Yes, <laughs> we did okay. see that. I left. I, I had to. I, I had my kids' football game. I left at eight fifty-three. Um, you survived. 
let's stay let's stay with that for one second because you did give you got some advice today from Demarcus Ware. By the way, great interview. I love that dude. I have a lot of respect for that guy. Yeah, and he was telling you how to handle everything for your your son's first football game, contact football. How'd it go? It was fine. Like he uh, he got blown up on the first play. Uh, he was he's a defensive end. He I don't, I don't think he was prepared for like the contact as his first game. He got blown up on the first play. A few plays later, he had a sack, and he did the oh, old shit. Neil Smith. He did the old Neil Smith home run swing. Um, <laughs> remember that from like the Chiefs days. I love uh, that. So it was fine. He played every play of the first half, offense and defense and special teams. He was gassed, just gassed. He passed right uh, out in the car, right home. No, he was he was fine. Like he was he was fine that the game was over. But I put my house in the GPS, trying to get home, and you know, at like eight fifty three, it says I'll be home in twenty minutes. I'm like, great, perfect. I get on the highway. I get on thirty five W over in Fort Worth, and I, you know, I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, stop because it hits nine o'clock. And they shut the freeway down, and I had already passed the exit. They shut it down at 9 o'clock. At 8.53, it says it was all clear. So I sat in this thing for 45 minutes without moving. Trickling along. To get some payloader out there to be able to move it into the spot where they could, you know, move dirt, whatever the hell they're doing, I don't know. It sucked. Sucked. And it sucks the life out of you. I was excited. I was like, I'm going to get home at a reasonable hour, sit on my couch, do this podcast, watch a little TV while I'm doing it. And it sucked. That's just terrible. You're transported back to New York City for that one. Yep, absolutely. Oh, Chabi, you see how much the bridges are here now? No. $35 one way. $35? Welcome to Yeah. Some of them are up to $35. Piss on that. It is cheaper to take the train. Well, it's always been cheaper to take the train, but now it's even cheaper to take the train. So I drove to City Field earlier this year for a game. Guess how much my tolls were? What? From, from my house in central New Jersey to City Field. Guess uh, how much $32. I paid tolls. 32 Derek, what's your guess? I'm just going to go with 45 Dyer? Uh, I'll go Price is Right, $46. Jesus, I'd move. I'd move just for that. <laughs> In tolls. There might be a move coming up. There might be a move coming up. The other I'll thing, swim I'm across the dirty-ass fucking Hudson River before I paid those tolls. I'm surprised they don't do like what California is doing with the whole, you have an electric car, you can go yeah, through they the don't, they, they don't care. They yeah, don't care. No. It doesn't matter anyway, because California tells you to get an electric car, and then they tell you they got to shut down the power, because it's... <laughs> Yep. Too high, dumbasses. The yeah. the reason New York doesn't care and New Jersey doesn't care is because those bridges are fucking ancient, and they need every fucking dollar they can get to keep that yeah, they do. running. Because those yeah. those are those are ancient. But that'll do it for us here on Off the Fairpool. We'll be back next week talking more football, talking baseball next week as Aaron Judge gets ever closer to breaking one record and Albert Pujols gets closer to another one. Uh, but thanks for hanging with us. For myself, Choppy. Dyer and Derek. We'll catch you all next time. Have a wonderful day, guys. See ya. Deuces. It's spice.